Alleluia, alleluia. Be vigilant at all times and pray that you may not that they may always have the strength to stand before the Son of Man. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, gird your loins and light your lamps. Be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen, I say to you, he will gird himself and have them recline at table and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second or third watch and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's funny, the readings from now until the end of the liturgical year, which is first Sunday of Advent, so all through November, will have the, the preparation ideas for the end times. And this preface to the Alleluia, be vigilant at all times that you'll have strength before the Lord. And it, then he gives that little metaphor about the servants who being ready when, the, ser, when the, the master returns. But all of us should be vigilant at all times, not looking for disaster only, but just vigilant. Um, what's the phrase, see something, say something? We should be vigilant in our own lives at all times because every day is an opportunity to accept what Paul is talking about in the letter to the Romans, God's grace. Paul put it very, very poetically, and he's a tongue twister sometimes, as, as Victoria knows, from this letter to the Romans. Basically what he's saying is, through Adam, which represents mankind, not a person, through Adam, through mankind, sin came into the world because we choose at times sin over God. And through another man, we're reconciled to the world and the other man happens to be Jesus Christ. So every transaction that evil or Satan undertook, God's grace took care of it. So it becomes a, it comes a balance. He says, through one transgression, condemnation came upon all, and through one righteous act, acquittal for all. So Jesus is that one source of reconciliation, and God gives us Jesus and faith in Jesus in an overwhelming way. And he says it in this way, through grace, God's grace, overflows in us. Now, a lot of poetry here, and you say, okay, what's God's grace? God's grace is the light of God within us. God's grace is our ability to say God and believe that, that you're saying his name. God's grace is confidence that we're connected to him. It's like the other half of our breath, that when we breathe in, God's grace helps us breathe out, not physically, but spiritually. 
God's grace is the ability for us to be confident that when we pray, God hears us. God's grace is confidence in his presence in our lives whenever we call upon it, not only in need, it could be in joy, it could be in congratulations of one another, in any way that's positive. So what is it? It's something that gives us almost a foundation of our relationship. If we called it love, we'd probably understand it more clearly because of our own human love that we have for people or people for us or the world, okay? So love we understand. Grace, we don't understand as much, but grace is far more, how can I say, deeper than love because without God's grace, you wouldn't know God's love. Without God's breathing in us, the Holy Spirit breathing in us, giving us the energy to know right from wrong, to choose right over wrong. God's grace is what Paul is talking about today. And in so many ways, it's a gift from us, to us, from God, that we can share with each other. As we pray the sacrament of healing after Mass, that's God's grace acting through the elements of oil and prayer. When we come to the altar and bring bread and wine, that's God's grace that accepts the gifts and makes them the body and blood of his Son us coming together in prayer confidently is God's grace, his overflowing grace that comes to all of us.